0: Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and you're listening to Grace to Your World. If this is your first time joining me, this ministry is all about providing you with an understanding of the grace of God, which will empower you to change your world and to live the overcoming life. You see, God wants us to live in victory, yet in order for us to do so, we must have an understanding of His unconditional love and His unmerited favor that has been made available to us through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so I truly believe this is going to bless you today. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. join us here at this ministry praise God and so I believe it's going to be a blessing now when we talk about types and shadows versus reality, what are we talking about? This is so crucial to understand. It's important to understand the uh, that, that everything the old covenant was ultimately types and shadows. And what we have in the New Covenant is the reality. Now, what is a type? What is a shadow? A type and a shadow is like an example. A a type is is like an example. A shadow is literally a foreshadowing of things that were to come. For example, the most obvious example of of types and shadows in the Old Covenant is the uh, animal sacrificial system. Uh, You see, the animal sacrificial system in the Old Covenant was a type and a shadow that was pointing to the reality, which is the blood of Jesus, which is the finished works of Jesus Christ. I told you uh, on Sunday and also last week that uh, God was able to cover the sins of Israel for a year through the animal sacrificial system. But, you see, the reason God was able to cover their sins was not because the blood of animals had some kind of special meaning, it was, no guys, it was because because every time that God saw the blood of those animals, what He saw in His heart was He saw the blood of His Son. You see, when God looked at those at those animal sacrifices, what He saw in His heart, He saw the sacrifice of Jesus you see Jesus the Bible says was the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world and so it was always about Jesus now in the old covenant that was before the cross what they had was they had the types and the shadows that were pointing to what would come once Jesus would come into the world now we got to understand the distinction between types and shadows and reality Because, you see, what religion has done is religion, in many cases, has taken the reality of the finished works of Jesus Christ, and they're still treating it as if it's types and shadows. In other words, you are a believer, you believe Jesus died for your sins, but you still think that God is dealing with you based on your performance, or you still think that, well, Jesus died for me on the cross, but you know, I'm still a sinner just a sinner safe by grace, well, what you're really doing is, you're really kind of saying, you, and, and I'm not saying that people have, you know, people, uh, people have sincere hearts. They just, oftentimes, they've never been taught anything else. But what you're really doing is you're kind of saying that the blood of Jesus, that what Jesus did really was not anything better than, than the animal sacrificial system, you see. Because the animal sacrifice, guys, was only types and shadows, and so as a result, they had to repeat those sacrifices over and over again. They had the daily sacrifices, they had the yearly sacrifices, it had to be done over and over again. Well, why? Because it wasn't the real deal. It was only types and shadows. But guys, remember the Bible said Jesus only died once on the cross, he offered his body once, and the Bible said that you have been perfected forever as a result of what Jesus has done for you. You see... And so what I want you to see is the perfection of the reality of the finished works of Jesus Christ. You see, the finished works of Jesus are so perfect, (laughs) there's nothing that you can do to add anything to what Jesus has done. There's nothing that you can do to take away from what Jesus has done. In other words, it doesn't matter how many times you miss it. The sacrifice of Jesus, what Jesus has done on the cross... The finished works of jesus will always be greater than your performance and we gotta understand this because if we don't understand this guys we will always fall back into the pattern of religion we'll always fall back into this pattern of i gotta do to be okay with god i gotta perform to be okay with god or or i gotta do in order to get god to do Uh, in other words if i want god to bless me i gotta make sure i perform well I'm gonna show you that under this new covenant you are not under you see, any time you gotta perform, what that is, that is that's what the Bible calls a carnal ordinance. Carnal ordinance is is something, is a command that requires you to perform. Well in this in this new covenant, guys, we are not under carnal ordinances, you see. Now you see, what God requires you to do is not perform. What God requires you to do is He requires you to believe. Praise God. He requires you to believe in the perfection of the finished works of Jesus Christ. He requires you to believe in the reality of the finished works of Jesus Christ. Now, there's always someone who says, guys... Well, but but Alex, uh, we still got to do. <laughs> you're just telling people that they don't have to do anything anymore. You're, you're, you're just telling people that they, they can just live any kind of way they want. Well, guys, no, that's not what I'm saying. Because what I want you to see tonight, hopefully we'll get to it tonight, praise God. I want you to see that the Holy Spirit, you see, people have to factor in the Holy Spirit In order to really understand this covenant of grace and you've got to understand that the holy spirit has taken the role of the law or the holy spirit has taken the place of the law in this new covenant you see you're not required to perform the law no what you're required to do is you're required to to believe amen you believe on jesus and you see what happens when you begin to believe on Jesus when you believe right when you believe right where the finished works of Jesus Christ are concerned well now the Holy Spirit starts working on the inside of you you see child of God you see you got the Holy Ghost working on the inside of you you see the law what the law could never do the Holy Spirit is now doing the Holy Spirit is now teaching us how to live in this covenant of grace the Holy Spirit is teaching us how to live in out of who God has created us to be, the Holy Spirit is is working on the inside of us. You see, everybody say the Holy Ghost is working on the inside of me. Holy Ghost is working on the inside of me. You see, if you're with someone, say the the Holy Ghost is working on the inside of you. You see, this is this is key for us to understand that. You see, in in the types and the sh- and shadows, they didn't have the Holy Spirit working on the inside of them. You see, that's that's the the big distinction here between the types and shadows and the reality, the reality is really the Holy Spirit. The reality is really, praise God, God having having taken up residence on the inside of the born-again believer. And now, what you're required to do is, is just trust in Him working on the inside of you, you see? You see? Praise God. Praise God. Um, in fact, before we go to um, Colossians, I want to—I do want to show you this. Uh, head over real quick to the book of Galatians, praise God. Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. We always come back to these scriptures, don't we, guys? Galatians uh, chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. You ought to know these by heart by now, but I want to show you this here. That I kind of feel the Holy Spirit is, is leading us to look at this. Look at what he says here in, in Galatians chapter 3. Verses uh, 13 and 14, he says in verse 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Curse means empowerment to fail. In other words, a person operating under under the pattern of the law, performance-based religion, will always be empowered to fail. Why? Because the law was a standard of perfection. And so the law requires you to perform perfectly. Guys, since we can never perform perfectly, <laughs> we're never gonna be able to perfectly keep the law. And so the law is an empowerment to fail, you see. And so, the, and he says, Jesus redeemed us from that. Now, I want you to notice here, this this contrast between the law and the spirit. Look at verse 14. He says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, Watch this now, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. You see that? What I want you to notice is, redeemed from the law, receive the promise of the Spirit. You've been set free from the law. In exchange, you have received the Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes the place of the law in the life of a born-again believer. Now remember, in the context of this particular verse, Receiving the promise of the Spirit is not talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's talking about being born of the Spirit And so and so you being born of the Spirit you just getting born again You just you just receiving the new birth and you receive the new birth guys simply by putting your faith in Jesus That's what gets you born again now the very moment you get born again the very moment you got born again You what happened was you got in on the blessing and the blessing is the empowerment to prosper. How did you get in on on the blessing? It was because you were born of the Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is connected and tied directly to us living in the blessing, to us operating successfully in this covenant of grace. And I'm going to show you as we go through this how this works. But you see, rather than relying on your performance, what you're called to do is you are to trust in the Holy Spirit who is working on the inside of you. Amen? The Holy Spirit is crucial, guys. If you understand that, say amen. And we'll get more into this, but I want you to see, and I want this really to be in, in your... Uh, I, want, I, want you, I want you to really keep this in mind, that, that the Holy Spirit has taken the place of the law. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Grace, and and the Spirit of Grace working on the inside of us, He's teaching us how to live in this covenant of grace, not the law, not a new set of commandments. No, the Spirit working on the inside of you. You see. Now let's look at Colossians chapter two, verses sixteen and seventeen in the NIV, and we'll uh, we'll get into this here tonight. Praise God, He says in uh, Colossians chapter two. Verses 16 and 17, this is the NIV translation. Now, watch this, guys. Check this out. Watch what he says here. He says, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, speaking about the law of Moses. There were dietary requirements, or with regard to a religious festival, or a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. And so he's saying, Don't let anybody judge you whether or not you're keeping the sabbath day whether or not you're observing these these religious uh, regulations and festivals he says don't let anybody judge you based on that you see we got a lot of people in churches who are still operating in this pattern of 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 types and shadows and and so they 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 want to judge you uh, you see well you can't you can't work on on the sabbath day (laughs) you see that's that's you violated the sabbath day (laughs) You you see but you see guys what i want you to see is is Those were types and shadows, you see. The Sabbath day, guys, was... It was an actual day in the Old Covenant, but the actual Sabbath day was not the real Sabbath. The real Sabbath is not a day. That was just a type and shadow. No, guys, the real Sabbath is Jesus, glory to God, you see. Jesus is is your Sabbath rest, you see. Hebrews talks about entering into the rest entering into the Sabbath rest you see the reason we don't observe a certain day as the Sabbath and You know you think well, I can't work on Saturdays But you know the issue with that is you know you might you have a job that requires you to work on a Saturday And so now you feel condemned because you're working on Saturdays. Well guys, that's not how this was ever supposed to work you see, the reason we don't observe a certain day as the Sabbath is because the Sabbath never was a day. It would never was a day. Now, again, it was under the Old Covenant. There were some very strict regulations surrounding the Sabbath, guys. And, and, and I mean, there's instances where people actually uh, they, 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 they lost their lives for, for working for, for doing stuff they weren't supposed to do on the Sabbath. And so it was a day under the law. But that was the type and shadow that was not the reality look at verse 17 verse 17 says this very thing he says in verse 17 speaking about everything he mentioned in verse 16 he says these are a shadow of the things that were to come the reality however is found in Christ the reality is found in Christ now what this is saying is that everything under that old Covenant it was it was God using types and shadows to paint a picture of spiritual reality, and for every shadow, every type that's in the law, there's a counterpart there's a reality that is found and fulfilled in Christ and this is not only the law of Moses it, it actually goes all throughout the old um, Testament I mentioned last week circumcision well, circumcision was was prior to the law of moses you know abraham got got circumcised when he uh when he made the covenant with god well but why did what why why circumcision well you see circumcision under the old covenant in the old testament was a type and a shadow pointing to the spiritual circumcision, which the Bible says is of the heart, is in the spirit. And so the real circumcision, <laughs> and praise God guys, this is why we don't get circumcised as as Christians in this new covenant. Because the real circumcision is not a is not a physical circumcision. The real circumcision is 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 your born-again spirit. Is he praise God? You see, when you got born again, your spirit got circumcised, man. <laughs> you may say, Whoa, well, I never knew that. Well, you know, now you know. Praise God. <laughs> you see, because what, what the Bible says in, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 11, in the New Living Translation, is that Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. You see, and so, and so, your 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 spirit being circumcised means is is that that the sin nature was removed the very moment you got born again, and you see your spirit was made completely pure, completely clean, completely cleansed. Because of what you got now is you no longer got a sinful nature. Glory to God! What you got is you got the nature of Christ on the inside of your born again spirit. You see. You see, this is why it's so such a wrong teaching when people say, well, we're, we're Christians, but we're still sinners. You know, we're like sinners saved by grace. Well, guys, no, that's not correct. You see, it's true. We all were sinners before we got saved, but you know, then we got saved, we got into Christ, and you know what glory to god the very moment we got into christ our spirit was circumcised praise god what jesus did was he cut out that sinful nature he replaced it with a root of righteousness and so what i want you to see is is that the old testament the entire old testament guys is full of these types and shadows in fact you can go ahead and call the old testament the book of shadows Because if you know how to how to read that old testament, guys, you're gonna find types and shadows pointing to Jesus all over the place. It's all pointing to Jesus. Look at John 5, 39, St. John chapter 5, verse 39. I want to read this in the New Living Translation. Saint John chapter 5, verse 39. It's all pointing to Jesus, man. And the more that you can see that. I, I, I just really think it's 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 really gonna it's really gonna bless you. It's gonna set you free from from really you know being confused about hey you know what's going on in the old covenant and and how do we reconcile it with the new covenant? I want you to see that the bottom line is it's all pointing to Jesus. Look what he says here, Saint John chapter five, verse thirty nine. This is Jesus speaking. He's talking. To Jewish people, he's talking to people who are under the law. He's talking to to Pharisees who were, who were experts in the law, who were experts in, in in, in the old uh, uh, covenant in the Old uh, Testament. Now look what he says, Saint John chapter five, verse uh, thirty-nine in the in the NLT. He says this. He says, "You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life." You search the Scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the Scriptures point to me. Jesus says, the Scriptures point to me. You see, these Pharisees, they were studying the Scriptures. They, they were experts in the law, but they were studying it from an intellectual perspective, from an academic perspective. Uh, but they what they failed to recognize was was the deeper reality that the scriptures were pointing to, which is Jesus. Well, guys, how can it be that the Pharisees, who knew the Old Testament so well, who knew that it was talking about the coming Messiah, well, how can it be that the Messiah finally shows up (laughs) and they don't recognize him? You see, they were so blinded by their legalistic mindset. They were so blinded by, by by being stuck in performance that they could not see the reality of Jesus. Praise God. And you see, this is where the Holy Spirit helps us in this new covenant. Guys, I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is the one who will help you to see not just what's on the page when you look at the Word of God, you see, it's not just about that the, the Word's on a page, guys, you see, when we talk about the Word, getting into the Word, and and the Word getting into you, you see, there, there, there's a difference, guys, between memorizing Scriptures, having Scriptures memorized, and, and, and the Scripture becoming alive in you. In other words, it's it's starting to become a reality in your life. It's it's starting to affect every area of your life. You see, there's a difference between hearing the Word of God, guys, and receiving a Word from God, you see. You see, there's tremendous power that is unleashed when you are studying the Scriptures, you're, you're, you're meditating on the Word, and then as you see the Scripture, you might look at the Scripture on a page But then what happens is Holy Spirit starts to speak to you Holy Spirit starts to speak to you and and it comes as a result of you having focused on the word you see you see this is how you how you tune yourself to to hear the voice of God is is through the word you you tune into the right channel through the word Holy Spirit begins to he begins to talk to you you see, remember the spirit is the reality guys we're not under the law because we are really called as new covenant believers to be led by the spirit listen for what the spirit is speaking to you guys he's never going to violate or contradict the word the written word of god but but you know when you when you get into the word listen for what the spirit is speaking to you and what he'll do is he'll he'll just start to show you stuff man he's going to start to show you that it's all about Jesus, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's kind of exciting when you when you read the Word, and you start seeing some stuff in the Word, and you start to see, well, yeah, yeah, that's that's pointing to Jesus. <laughs> that's talking about Jesus, really. You see that. that, that. Nothing is more important in the life of a believer than your personal one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ. Principles are important, yet the strength and the empowerment in this Christian life come out of your personal walk with Jesus. Now to learn more and to access other resources that will help you to grow in your walk with the Lord, visit alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision Partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. And perhaps you're listening to me today and you've never made the conscious choice to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I want to give you that opportunity. You see, this is not about you cleaning up your life. This is simply about you purposing in your heart, deciding in your heart to believe. And so simply repeat this out loud after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe Jesus is the Savior of the world. I believe he died for all of my sins i believe he was raised again on the third day and now jesus i ask you to come into my life i make you the lord of my life teach me how to live for you in jesus name friend if you have prayed that prayer for the first time and you have meant it You've just given your life to the Lord. You've just gotten born again. Now, I want to encourage you to let us know. You can go to alexrubatministries.org forward slash new beginning. There's a form there where you can email us. Let us know you just gave your life to the Lord. We want to celebrate with you. We want to give you some additional information and resources and really provide you with everything you need to fully step into this life of victory in Christ. And so, friend, we look forward to hearing from you.